Hey, good day, friends. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, good morning, Angie. Yes, it is raining outside. It's rainy here in Kansas today, and I'm very thankful for it because it's been so extremely dry here, and we needed that rain. Yes, good morning, Pepper. That's rainy there in Topeka, too, just down the road. All right. Um, let's get into this because I don't think it's going to take long, but we'll see. Um, last week when I was considering what to talk about today, um, and thinking about the topic that was, uh, being addressed yesterday of Kingmaker, uh, Holy Spirit started highlighting again, uh, oneness for me, particularly in the area of our responsibility. And, uh, we're going to get more into what I'm talking about with that and responsibility and how it, uh, plays into, uh, us uh, us playing a part in being kingmakers, right? But we have to kind of start at our own relationship first. And, and I, I've heard this talked about before and I've heard this analogy used, you know, you eat three meals a day, every single day, seven days a week, without fail, we eat, we nourish our bodies, uh, we take care of ourselves through nutrition, right? But then spiritually, we uh, are only looking to be nourished once per week. We show up on Sunday mornings and uh, kind of conclude to ourselves that that is sufficient uh, nutrition for uh, the rest of the week. I don't need to nourish myself anymore. And I just can't imagine that with food. Could you imagine that? Could you, could you see yourself eating one meal per week, every week? And, and thinking that you're going to have the same energy uh, that you have right after eating that meal that you will that you will six days later. I just can't imagine that. So it's it seems far far fetched for me that uh, we would show up on a Sunday morning and and just expect to just receive and not be able to give out. And I hope you can't imagine just eating once a week uh, because that means or or. Uh, going to church and, and feasting just once a week and that be okay. I really hope that you're sitting with God daily uh, and, and doing so until you hear from him, being persistent. Like, God, I want to be close to you. I want to hear what it is you have to say. I want to know you more intimately. Good morning, Vicki. Uh, and really pushing into intimacy because there's nothing more important um, than your oneness with the Father. There's nothing more important than that relationship right there. Uh, nothing more important than your union with Jesus. And and yesterday, Angie showed us that there is an invitation to go deeper still, and and to get deep into every facet of who Jesus is. And she used uh, Isaiah 53 uh, as an illustration. I want to read it because it's incredible. Uh, it really is to, to see Jesus this way. And it's not very long. Uh, Isaiah 53, it says, who has truly believed our revelation to whom will Yahweh reveal his mighty arm. He sprouted up like a tender plant before the Lord, like a root in parched soil. He possessed no distinguishing beauty or outward splendor to catch our attention. 
nothing special in his appearance to make us desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of deep sorrows, who was no stranger to suffering and grief. We hid our faces from him in disgust and considered him a nobody, not worthy of respect. And I want to get in next week, next Sunday, I want to get into uh, verse two there about uh, there was no splendor to catch our attention. No, nothing special about his appearance that was in stark contrast to the first king that Israel had, who stood head and shoulders above all the rest of the people. Okay, verse four says, yet he was the one who carried our sickness and endured the torment of our sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing. Like wayward sheep, we have all wandered astray. Each of us has turned from God's paths and chosen our own way. Even so, Yahweh laid the guilt of our every sin upon him. He was oppressed and harshly mistreated. Still, he humbly submitted, refusing to defend himself. He was brought like a gentle lamb to be slaughtered. Like a silent sheep before his shears, he didn't even open his mouth. By coercion and with a perversion of justice, he was taken away. And who could have imagined his future? He was cut down in the prime of his life for the rebellion of his own people. He was struck down in their place. They gave him a grave among criminals, but he ended up instead in a rich man's tomb. Although he had done no violence nor spoken deceitfully. I'm going to stop right there, but you get the idea. There is a, a greater facet of viewing what Jesus did for us and, and who he was um, that, that we need to get into. And so there's an invitation to go deeper still. And, and with this invitation uh, is also carried uh, a responsibility. And, and that's what I want to get into today, right? Is responsibility. We have a responsibility in bringing the best out of one another in sharing what it is uh, that God has given us as gifts and, um, and given us as, as a ministry or a calling. And what kind of brought me into, to this is Ephesians four twelve, And it says in their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. And we're going to get into the rest of this chapter because there's, there is, uh, there's more that we want to, I want to talk about here, but, you know, each week people show up to church to receive, like I was talking about earlier and, and they show up to receive something. But sometimes I'm I'm not sure these people even know what it is they're hoping to receive when they show up, right? They 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 walk away feeling good about themselves, but would never understand or take on the burden of responsibility that comes with oneness, that comes with uh, the life that we share as a body. And uh, you can think about it when you you get together 
uh, with others to share a meal uh, or even simply hang out? Uh, do you tolerate idle conversation that doesn't point to Jesus in this time? Because if you aren't daily communing with God, daily pushing into that union, that oneness, it's likely that you will. And those those idle conversations that you tolerate will turn into to nothing. They'll just lead you to a path of, of nowhere and, and, and maybe even lead you into something that you don't want to be involved in, like gossip or something like that. Um, but this is, this is part of that responsibility that we share in oneness. We don't just get together just simply to idle chit chat. And, and I understand, you know, there's, there's the, the conversation that happens when you first get together, how was your week? What's going on in your life? Those type of things. But those conversations lead to deeper, uh, deeper discussions about Jesus. And uh, so we have a responsibility in one is to sharpen one another. And so that isn't done in unintentional conversations, but that's what happens. We have these unintentional conversations that are just idle and meaningless if we aren't pushing into oneness, into the Trinity, into that union we were pulled back into through Jesus. So let's let's read through Ephesians 4 and talk about some of that. <clears throat> it says, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling. This is holiness is a theme that's that's been coming up over and over again uh, that we've been seeing. And, and so there is a plea here to walk in holiness that that's in line with, with your high rank, with uh, you being a king. Jesus is the king of kings. He is your king that makes you a king. You're co-seated with him. So walk in holiness that's in line, uh, suitable to that high rank that you hold. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love toward one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. Be one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. I want to make note of be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you. To not, not be tolerant of lesser than things. Guarding the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among us means we don't tolerate things that don't belong, right? And so there's, there is a, a challenge in there. There's difficult conversations. There's a, a, a courage to say the hard things that need to be said, right? That's part of oneness. And we know that that's what, what families do together, right? They, they will say the hard things. They'll challenge each other. If there's there's lesser than living going on or lesser than things being spoken, those things are challenged and, and brought back into alignment, which 
is guarding the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit and guarding peace as well. For the Lord God is one, and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father. And he is the perfect Father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. I love this because he's the perfect Father. He leads us all, works through us all, and and lives in us all. But we don't always bear the fruit of that. Right, because we don't want to to really get into that relationship. We don't want to allow him to lead us, to work through us, to live in us. And if we're just, you know, paying lip service to it on Sunday, it's not sustainable through the rest of the week. And you wind up just consuming rather than being there ready to help sharpen one another and make kings. Okay, verse seven, and he has generously given each one of us a, each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. This is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights, taking as many captured ones with him and gifts were given to men. He ascended means that he returned to heaven after he had first descended from the heights of heaven, even descending as far as the lowest parts of the earth. The same one who descended is also the one who ascended above the heights of heaven in order to begin the restoration and fulfillment of all things. And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. I want to say that each one of us has been given a grace in one of these areas. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we have this term, uh, office of the apostle, office of the prophet, uh, evangelist, so on, right? Um, there is, there's a greater burden that comes with that calling, but each one of us has, has been gifted in these areas, Right. We, we all can can prophesy. We all should desire to prophesy. But some of us have a, a gifting to to build. Right. Like an apostle. There's an apostolic grace there. It doesn't necessarily mean that the calling you have is to be an apostle, but you have a grace there. And so you have to look at at this grace that you've been given and you exercise that. Ask, ask Holy Spirit, what does it mean for me to exercise this? What does it look like? And allow him to lead you. Allow him to work through you. Allow him to live in you. And see what comes out. Because the calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. You get to play a part in that. You know, you you get into relationship with, with Holy Spirit. Get deep into that oneness and see what it is that he's speaking to you. See what it is he's he's doing in your life and share that with others because it can be a source of encouragement. Like you have a part to play in this. He goes on in verse 13. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith 
until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of <clears throat> full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. So these things are still going. They're still, they haven't gone away. So if you hear that some of these graces aren't for today, that can't be true. If, if verse 13 is true and, and there is reality in that, then those graces from verse 12 have not left. All right. And then, and then our immaturity will end. So immaturity hasn't ended yet either. We still see, we still see that in the body even today. And we will not be easily shaken by trouble, nor led astray by novel teachings or by the false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. So if what you're even hearing on Sunday isn't pushing you deeper into that relationship, then you should be asking the question, what's going on? What is happening here? Right? Why, why is this not leading me into that, that uh, invitation to go deeper still? Right? You should be experiencing that. Right? There, there's uh, Sunday morning should be about challenging you. You should be receiving some sort of challenge to, to go deeper still. That, that isn't the main source of nourishment for your week. Right? There's a challenge in there that leads you to nourishment, that leads you to the only one that can nourish you. Verse 16, for his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We are built up and made perfect in love. I'm going to stop reading right there. For just a minute, I want to make sure that we catch that. Every member of the body has been given divine gifts that contribute to the growth of all. And these gifts, they operate effectively through the whole body. Each one of us carries a gift. Each one of us has a calling. And and these gifts are given to contribute to the growth of all. I just can't say that enough. There's, there's, there's so much in that, that if that doesn't challenge you to want to jump in deeper, I don't know what's going to. Outside of, of Jesus physically appearing in front of you and saying, come deeper still. I don't know what more you could ask for than, than that right there. You should be wanting and desiring to get in deeper into relationship. Okay, let's go on. Verse 17. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with the wisdom given to me from the Lord, I say, 
You should not live like the unbelievers around you who walk in their empty delusions. Their corrupted logic has been clouded because their hearts are so far from God. Their blinded understanding and deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from the true knowledge of God. Because of spiritual apathy, they surrender their lives to lewdness, impurity, and sexual obsession. But this is not the way of the of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard the, his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. That's your ultimate reality. Jesus is your ultimate reality. Oh, man, that's so good. And he has taught you to let go of the old lifestyle of the ancient man, the old self-life, which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. Be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within you as your new life and live in union with him. Living doesn't happen for a couple hours one day a week. Living happens every single day. Now there's that phrase out there, uh, you only live once. That's not true. You live every day. You live each and every day. So live in union with Jesus every single day. It goes on, for God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness. And you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. For we all belong to one another. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If any one of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living, and then you'll have enough to bless those in need. And never let ugly or hateful words Come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted his holy influence in your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Oh, where was it? Uh, Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, insults, but instead be kind and affectionate towards one another. Being kind and affectionate towards one another, again, isn't tolerating sin, isn't tolerating um, brokenness in people's lives isn't tolerating 
uh, unforgiveness, isn't tolerating things that don't point to Jesus. And when we go back to, to yesterday, uh, the title was Kingmaker, and you have a responsibility to one another. You can't show up on a Sunday and expect uh, that that's going to be sufficient nourishment to sustain you for the week. You will need to seek out Jesus on your own uh, and essentially just feed yourself. That's what you're doing here, right? You're, you're seeking out the source of nourishment. And start by taking what you heard on Sunday and talk to Jesus about that. If you're ever uncertain, like, I don't know what to do here. I don't know where to go. Start with that. Again, you should be challenged on Sunday. If you're just hearing empty words that that uh, make you feel good and, and walk you leave you walking away like, oh, that was great. I feel so good. I, I feel good about myself. I went and sat through this service and you know, endured the music and stayed awake during the teaching. That's, that's not good enough. That isn't good enough. That's not uh, challenging you. That's not growing you, right? That's just, that's just keeping you in their little congregation so they can bleed you dry because that's pretty much all that's happening. There's no exchange there, right? There's no royal exchange. <clears throat> Excuse me. So start by taking what you hear on Sunday. Take that to Jesus. See what he says. Uh, see where it leads you. Uh, just know that you hold a responsibility to bring something on Sunday to share. That's your responsibility as a kingmaker. Right? You don't show up to consume. Uh, we, we are sharing uh, our insights with each other. Right? We, we all see in part, right? We know that. And so if, if we take all of those pieces, when everybody brings their part, we begin to see a fuller picture, right? Operating in the grace that God has given you or the gift, we get a bigger picture of Jesus. So you get to play a part in making, making me a better king, right? And I get to play a part in making you a better king. But we all must take seriously uh, our oneness uh, with Jesus first, right? Daily pressing in uh, in order to encounter him. Right? We're, we're going to be changed and transformed through these encounters every day. Right? And, then, and then we bring sharpening to those around us. Right? We bring that into Sunday morning just because uh, you don't stand up in front with a microphone on a Sunday doesn't mean you're absolved of responsibility, right? You're still expected to come prepared because again, your conversations are intentional and not simply idle chit chat, right? That's what we're doing when we come together on Sunday morning. We're there to sharpen one another. Don't show up just expecting to simply receive. Show up expecting to have intentional conversations where you can share the transformation that you've gone to, gone through, right? You may be carrying the revelation your friends need, right? If, if you shirk your responsibility and oneness to, to share all things, we all miss out. We're all going to miss out if you shirk that responsibility. 
What you bring may be the key that unlocks something in someone else which could benefit us all. Right. That is why this is significant. That is why I'm referring to this as responsibility. We must be ready uh, when we share space together to bring something to the table. And let's be clear, your relationship with Jesus is the top priority. Right. From that flows a river of, of, of revelation and power. Share it freely, without cost. Don't hold it back and make somebody uh, uh, pay the price of having to drag it out of you or, or physically pay to have that released. Right? Don't make people pay that high cost uh, of delay because we didn't take seriously oneness. And what I don't want you to get is that I, I'm, I'm heaping shame and guilt out here. If it's being taken in that way at all, just stop and take a breath. I'm not aiming for those as targets here. All right. I am, however, aiming um, to get you to see the significance of what you carry can bring uh, and can bring to the people uh, you care about is significant and needs to be shared, right? You wouldn't be doing life without people or with people that you didn't care about. It just doesn't happen. So we hold responsibility to make each other better Kings, right? I personally expect high level sharpening from everyone I'm in oneness with. That is my expectation. I I don't want people to show up just simply to pull. I don't want uh, people to show up with uh, immature things to say. I have high expectation of sharpening from each and every person that I'm in oneness with, that I share union with. I hope you hold that same expectation of the people around you. I really do. If you don't, you should start. You should have a conversation with the people around you. This is my expectation. Make sure that they hold you to the same expectation as well. You have been invited to go deeper still. What's God showing you? What is he giving you to share with me? To share with the others that you're in oneness with? There's got to be something there. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for what you're releasing today. I thank you so much for the responsibility to to share what it is that we talk about so that others can be sharpened, so that others can be built up, so that your body can become stronger.
I thank you for, for each and every one of the people in, in my life that, that sharpen me, that come intentionally prepared to offer up what, what they have gone through, what their transformation is, to freely give. I thank you for these people that they want to share all things in common. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done to pull us all into oneness, to pull us into union, family. I thank you that we can challenge each other. And I thank you that it is a protection of of peace amongst us to not tolerate anything lesser than, anything lesser than who we are. So we take full responsibility today to sharpen one another, to make each other better kings. We do it through your guidance, through our, our relationship with you, our love for you, our love for one another. I ask that you would continue to give each of us a courage and a boldness to show up, to show up in the fullness of what you've gifted us, show up in the fullness of who it is that you call us and who you've made us to be. And we thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, I hope you have a great week. Again, what is it God showing you? Uh, what is it uh, he's given you to share with me, to share with the people around you? Press into that. Ask for more. Go deeper still. All right. Have a great week. Love you all.